Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome back to the pod, and it is the final episode, final podcast episode of 2023. Matt Kim Peter Saddington. Man, it's amazing how fast this year has flown, brother. Can, oh, bro, how crazy of a year was 2023? I mean, we're we're, we're only a couple days away from 2024, and it seems like we have been on this massive roller coaster. These super high. Well, actually, there weren't many lows. Just super no. highs all the time. And if you're new here, this is the Matt Kim podcast. Matt Kim, Peter Saddington. Welcome. We have our stream. We have our podcast that goes up on all the major podcast platforms, which we'll get into the numbers today. Yep. Um, we also have clips that we do on YouTube. We have the stream and the live stream that's on other platforms. I don't know if I can name drop actual platform names because of rules and regulations. Is that right? Yeah, I think I have to wait for like three minutes before I start saying other <laughs> other platform I names. I honestly don't know where you get these rules from because whenever I make videos, I just go right into the right into the meat and potatoes of the message. So I maybe there, that's why I'm censored. I, I'm the guy that sits there and rule, reads all the rules and regulations and all the co community guidelines. So that way you know what you can do. And then when I get something deleted, I'm like, bro, there's no way. But that's got to be even more frustrating because you know the rules. Well, then I know for sure that that deleted me for a reason other than the act, exact violation. But let's be honest. Most of the time they censure you for reasons that are outside the TOS. Yes. In terms of services. It's always outside the TOS because I think we're pretty careful. <laughs> yeah, on we are. Kind of adhering to playing their ga the game, doing their dance. I feel like we do a decent job. Yeah, you do an okay job. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, you're itching, itching to throw that out there. I got it, I got it in. But what's great, what's great about it is you kind of covered it over when you were talking, so no one really knows what I said. So, welcome everyone. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Today we're going to do a quick year interview. I think that's the plan for today. For sure. Let's do a little bit of reflection, uh, kind of the progress of where we've come, maybe a few of the highlights, and also I would really get into what we've learned. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a fun day. I think a lot of you will be interested, especially if you've been around since the beginning, because we do have a huge OG crew community around. Mm. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys. I, I got a couple interesting stats for you. Oh, actually, let me ask you this first. You sound like me. <laughs> let me ask you this question. I think we've done 72 total podcast episodes this year. Really? And of the 72, I think 40-something of them you and I did together. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Holy cow. That's a lot. That's a lot. Daggum. So of all the episodes that we've put up, and th these are just stats from Spotify. So of all the episodes that we've done, if you can think back, which episode do you think would have been our most listened to and most popular? And they call it the top episode. I don't mm. know if it means the most Viewed. views or listens. Yeah. I think it's like a combination of views versus listens for shares, impressions, versus how long they listen, etc. Mm -hmm. What do you think the top episode would have been? Oof, that's that's hard. I mean, I I can think of several episodes that I deeply enjoyed discussing. Mm. One of those episodes where we're talking about Top G, mm. you know, uh, Andrew Tate. That that one I thought was a really good one. I think there was another one where we're talking about Donald Trump that was mm. that was really good. Uh, when we whenever we talked about COVID or the vax, I felt like those were pretty hard-hitting items because a lot we got a lot of comments from those. So it's hard It's hard to tell. It's hard to and tell. this is for, again, if you're listening on YouTube or Rumble, you're like, well, it doesn't seem like it. This is from the Spotify. These are for the people that 
sit there and listen to mm. the podcast in their car at mm. the gym. Um, are more active listeners versus mm. YouTube, which is okay. I watch ten minutes. I'm gonna move on to something else. Right. So on Spotify, our top episode was the one where we talked. It was titled "Having the Most Difficult Conversations: Abortion, Fatherhood, and Family COVID Issues." Really? Yeah. Yeah. I did not see that coming. Interesting. Well, mm. maybe that tells us that the audience cares a lot about families and 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 health and well-being and these types of things yeah i think in that episode we talked about the idea of of being the outcast in the family because uh, one person got a shot other person did get a shot yeah, that's and true, you said someone true. owes me a fucking apology yes that's true <laughs> yes true I, and, and and just a small recap i have actually and we've talked about mm. this on on podcast i actually have friends and family and colleagues that have been affected by mm. this shot and we had one and i and, and i don't mind repeating it it's it's sad though is one of my my son's uh colleagues who races with them their son died uh from from what is suspected to be this shot and he's only 10 years old mm. and it's just those types of things reverberate in your soul They'll never leave you like a 10 year old kid who's in the, you know, he's a prime of his, you know, youth really uh, should not be keeling over from a heart attack hmm. at 10 years old. That yeah. should never happen. Should never happen. Someone should be held accountable. Someone should at least apologize. Yes. And I have, we have a family member, a close friend as well, who have been uh, vax injured hmm. and uh, wheelchair bound now. It's just, it's not, it's not a good sign. And history will not favorably remember those that pushed, forced, and coerced mm. those to make those medical decisions, which they didn't necessarily have to. Well, it, I it should have been a choice. Let, let me ask you this: I don't know how much you've read into it, but I, I'm keep my finger on the pulse pretty closely because I have family and friends that have been affected by it. But from where I stand today, it is pretty evident. I'm a hundred percent certain from the evidence and from the trails of documentation that this was a bioweapon. Mm. And I'm going to use that word from now till eternity. This was a manufactured bioweapon that was propagated onto the world population. And now some studies show that it's 7 million, up to 20 million people have died globally from this bioweapon. So I will die on this hill. Mm. I will die on this hill. This is this is one of the worst things that's ever happened to humanity. And for clarity, we're talking about the reaction or the shot itself, not the virus. Yeah, that, you are correct. You are correct. Because I think a lot of people get confused. Like, oh, there was this bioweapon that was created in China, in a lab. Actually, that wasn't the weapon. Mm. And remember Miles Guo, yeah, which we got an episode deleted for. If you guys don't know, we had a, our first episode deleted. That's right. Was a guy who said this before the vaccines were released. That's right. He said, he said that the disease is not the weapon. That's right. The vaccines will be the weapon. You got it. And they arrested him. It's fascinating how time has allowed people who were censored previously mm. to now be able to say the exact same thing and they might be demonetized, they might be shadow banned, but they're not being censored. Correct. And so we're seeing that there's more acceptance to the narrative that, hey, look, there, there's some, no one knows the 100% facts, peace. 
But there has been some, clearly some nefarious actors and some malfeasance in this world of, of this vaccine rollout and the whole COVID snafu. So it's clear that the numbers aren't adding up. The narrative isn't adding up. And clearly there's evidence that a lot of people have been injured and or died from this. So this is something that I think will continue to reverberate across time for me personally as I see more and more people um, see the effects of this. And it's really sad. And moving into next year, I think we need to revisit the Miles Gold story. Yeah, yeah. Because I think we need to update. There's a lot of new people here who don't know the story. If you don't know, even if you look it up, you're not going to find out the truth because they've scrubbed the internet. Yeah. Of his Do you remember those past. two those two white doctors, those two mm. male doctors that like in the early beginning they were calling this out, saying this is evil, this yeah. is bad, this is bad, and they got completely censored, like lost their job, lost income, all that. Robert stuff. Robert Malone. Yeah, uh -huh. same idea. So where are those guys now? Like, I'm curious about where they are now and what they're actually doing. They are... You know, I bet we could find them. I, you should have a conversation with them. You should find Robert Malone. Yeah. Oh, bro. That'd be crazy. He's brilliant. And McCullough. Yeah. And, yeah, and Peter McCullough. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. you should... We should, Come on. Yeah. You just be like, hey, I've, I've hung out with Tucker. Like, what else do you need to know, bro? Yeah. So maybe. I think that'd be interesting to kind of where they're at because they were so heavily censored in the beginning. Mm. And no one has yet disproven anything they've said, which sucks because for a year they were beating the drum. Yeah. Hey, be careful, be careful. Here are the facts. At least make your own decision. We don't agree with it. And I also read, and from a lot of people, that most of the people who got the shot, especially in the United States, actually didn't get the shot. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell me Something more. like 70% of people got saline. Oh, hmm. I have Which is this. why you don't see the same inflated numbers as you do in some, certain other countries. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Which would make a lot of sense of why the numbers skew the way they do now. That's interesting. So I think I read something kind of in passing around mm. this that, and I'm going to get this wrong, so all you conspiracy theorists can, you know, celebrate. Let us, let, let us know in the com <laughs> comments, comment section. But from this is what I heard, and I don't know where this is coming from. It's coming from left field somewhere. But Apparently, the military had something to do with ensuring that most people got saline mm. instead of the actual uh, bioweapon. Is that is that where you, this is coming from? Or there's some sort of protective people or you know, <laughs> the protectorates, the military are helping out? I don't know. I've heard um, various stories mm. from various sources from different angles kind of mimicking the same thing. Mm. A huge portion of the population, because they couldn't produce enough, they, could, they weren't ready to do enough. Um, and let's be real, anything in life, if you're going to roll it out to a mass population of billions of people, there is no way they're going to get it right the first, second, third time around. No way. They're not competent enough to do it. No way. There's there's human error that's always going to make mistakes. And instead of a pharmaceutical company saying, hey, we got it right, or they're not going to say we got it wrong, they're like, hey, let's just put some salt water in this. Mm. So some of it's intentional, some of it's not intentional, some of it's just covering up their incompetence, but because of all the different factors involved, not everyone that got the shot actually got the shot. It's my understanding. Interesting. Well, that I mean, it makes a lot of sense, but also we we know, and it's been proven, that the major pharmaceutical companies, they're the ones that are all backing and supporting the mm. research and the efficacy of this stuff. So a lot of it's really deeply biased. I think the one country that I've been keeping my eye on recently is New Zealand. Have yes. you heard about, like, I heard like 20% of the people who took the bioweapon died. 
Like this is hundreds of thousands of people. So I did like, a twenty um, percent of your population is dead because they took this, or it's crazy. I went kind of deep in there and I put that on TikTok, kind of putting out my research. And TikTok deleted that video. Of course they did. They called it uh, medical misinformation, and I appealed it and I said, "Look, I am literally reading the stats off of a article <laughs> like the and New Zealand, report like, from yeah. New Zealand, and this is like." out there i'm just reporting what i've read mm-hmm. you can't say i'm being misinforming people because these are stats and new zealand itself has yet to deny those figures mm-hmm. they just say they're kind of misleading or you know you don't see the whole picture fine fair fair but they have not said this is fake data yeah so for tiktok to be like oh you can't do that i was like that's kind of bullshit whatever so let me let me ask one final question about this, this is we're going over review of 2023, and this is a hot topic that, that I think is important for us to continue to talk about. But my final question here is, do you think we're going to get to a place of like Nuremberg trials mm. where we're actually going to be, you know, prosecuting? No, no way. You don't think so? You well, think they're all going to get away with it? You think Fauci? Who- how many people do we actually put through Nuremberg, Nuremberg trials? Yeah, a, a fraction of a fraction of a percentage. Yeah, like a quarter of a percent yeah, of people. A couple of, a couple of spotlight people to quell quell the savage beast of the public, right? Correct. And then what you do, you let most of them go to Argentina. You brought some of them <laughs> That's in, right. and you had them create NASA. That's like, right. You put them to work. That's true. So to say that they're going to do anything differently this time around and start going after, like, it's never going to happen. They're never going to do that. There is zero, for them to have accountability would mean that now they have some sort of financial liability to people. Mm. And if that were to roll out, I mean, United States is already bankrupt. What are they going to do? Start paying more? Yeah. Like, there's no money. To, there's no money to give. So what about people like Travis Kelsey? Mm. Like, I mean, $20 million, what we know that he was paid from Pfizer, he could have been paid even more. I mean, like, he's clearly promoting something that is untested, dangerous, and he's, you know, smiling and hanging out with his, you know, with his girl, with his new girlfriend or whatever. Like, is he going to come to account or is he just going to just go in? You know, nothing happened. God will judge. Fair enough. Maybe I we'll think that's the only that's the only solace that we have. So do you would you. So let me ask you this. I, I, I keep going on this, but I, these questions keep coming up in my mind. Would you do you have a price? Hmm. I mean, people say everybody has a price, right? If Pfizer came to you and said five million dollars, no, shill this. No. What about twenty million? Dollars? No, hundred million? No, I don't think so. I don't think I could do it. With it Pfizer. Is, so it's against your principle. Yeah. Okay. So it's a principle-based decision. I, I don't think I could ever get so involved n- in no the amount of money. industry. No, I can't. Really? I can't because then I can't do this, which is what I enjoy more. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, tell my daughter every day that you gotta do and have some sort of integrity in life. No, like yeah, I don't yeah. think I could do that. You know, I don't be, think I could live. You'd myself. be a hypocrite for life. Yeah. So I don't feel like I could. Mm. You know, and. It'd be different if I was maybe dirt poor and someone showed up with 10 million bucks, right? <laughs> yeah. Then maybe you have to mm. because you have to do it for your family. Mm. I'm not like starving. Mm. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> starving artist. <laughs> so I think it's easier to say no. Mm. It's easier to say no when you have a little bit of nest egg to fall back on and you have a cushion to protect you. Mm. If I grew up like dirt poor and I had nothing to fall back on. I had no one around me, and I was an island by myself. And this was my option for survival. That's a lot of ifs. Then I, I, I don't know how mad I'd be at you, because mm. it's almost, it's just survival. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. 
But Travis Kelsey is not in that position to fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, he already had money. He already had NFL money. He was already making a lot of money. He could have easily said no. So I heard this conspiracy that he started dating. Uh, what's her What's her name again? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. She's so not relevant in my my brain that I don't even remember her name. So I heard a conspiracy that he started dating her because because Pfizer told him that he should date her as part of the plan. So when the people type in Taylor Swift, they end up also seeing Travis and then also seeing the ads from Pfizer. Do you think Ooh, that's genius? Do you think, I mean, think about that. People are Googling. Well played. Oh, we, we heard about, you know, tr this well guy, this played. Travis Kelsey hanging out with this girl, you know, whatever her name is. And they just associated. Yeah. Yes. So do you think that's part of the plan? I mean, that makes sense. Well played. Good job, Pfizer marketing department. Good job. Yeah. I mean, that's, Taylor Swift. Whenever you type in Taylor Swift, you're going to see Travis Kelsey, and then the next ads are going to be Pfizer. That is next-gen marketing, and whoever came up with that marketing idea deserves a huge bonus. That's Let's be fair. Yeah. That's a really good idea. That's the fifth-gen like marketing warfare that we live in, man. The internet trolls, man. Yeah. I like that. All right. Let's see here. So this is only data from Spotify. Spotify. So this is not including YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. No. I mean, like, it, it, do you have a mechanism calculating all the stuff? No. It's almost, I think it's, it's impossible. impossible. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, the apps don't communicate, you can't share data. So I'm going after people who do are sitting here listening to all of it. Question. We were streamed in 61 countries this oh. year. Booyah, let's go. That's a lot of countries. That's a lot of countries, man. 61 countries you streamed are, us. You are a global phenomenon. No, we are because I'm talking about the podcast, which is majority of what we do here. Oh. 61 countries esteemed what we do, which is crazy. That's top countries, United States, Canada, Australia, United Kingdom, Netherlands. Y'all need to put that on the website. Makes I mean, that's, like, that's a valid number. Like we're in over 60 countries worldwide. Yeah, 61 countries. And the listeners' top podcast genres were number one. I thought be okay. Rank it in order: news, society, and culture, comedy. News, society, and culture, comedy. Well, that makes sense. So, what in which order do you think would have been the top podcast genre that our listeners listen to? News, comedy, number one. In news or comedy? Comedy. Oh man, I have no idea. Well, well, the, I'm saying the our typical listener, uh, what they listen to the most, oh, is news, most top social co comedy, comedies first, oh, comedies, first. and then news, and then society and culture. Uh, so people like listening to comedic podcasts. Uh, We're in that category. Are we in that category? I guess so. Are you funny? <laughs> funny man, make a joke. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if we're. I don't know if we're all that funny. I think I, I have a dry, autistic humor. That's for sure. Uh, but I, I, are are we in the genre of comedy? I guess I get. Isn't comedy also slash entertainment? Aren't we? Aren't we entertainers at some level? I don't know. Isn't that this what is it just is? how how they okay. do? Okay. All right. Okay. I didn't know we were comedic. Maybe it's just two Asian guys on a on a podcast. <laughs> it's comedy uh, comedy gold in and in and of itself. The listeners' top music genres were. This is interesting. Number one is rap, R and B, rap. Of course. Of, is it of course? Of course. Why? Because are we hood? No, we're but that's the that's the most popular streamed music today. More than pop, yeah. Rap is American culture. Like, like let let's be honest. When even when we were in high school in mm. the nineties, right? If you listen to rap, you were cool. Well, that's because you listen to rap. 
No, 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 no. <laughs> you know they're, I mean? they're like rap and, 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 and hood culture. Isn't country music the biggest genre of music in the country? I think so. Yeah. But rap holds rap. I mean, how many... Let's let's think about it. How many rappers are hang were hanging out with Barack Obama during the presidency versus country singers? I mean, he invited the. the I, I mean, he invited I think it's more of a cultural thing. I could tell you the obvious answer. It's why. Well, but, but but I mean, like I mean, clearly, clearly, rap. Why did Obama hang out with the rappers? I don't know. That's a real question. Is that hypothetical? Well, okay. Well, let's, rappers are definitely cooler in American culture than. You know, country singers mm. for sure, because the degeneracy of rap culture is far more, you know, has sex appeal. It has, you know, tangible society appeal, you know, feel like you're making it. You're, you know, sticking it to the man. Right. Country songs. All they're talking about are three things. I lost my, my girl. I lost my truck and I lost my dog. <sighs> That's like all they talk about. But rap, they're talking about giving it to the man, fucking bitches and, do, you know, doing crack and smoking weed like that. It. That's how it is, right? So our episode was shared multiple times. I don't have a number on shares. But they were shared via text message and direct link were the most common way to do it. Text People message? were texting me text messaging <laughs> to each other. Hey, check out this link. You know you're not wrong. Listen. I do that shit all the time to my wife. I always send her text messages. I'm like, you need to watch this stuff because she's not plugged in to any of these, these uh, uh, social platforms. Yeah. That's the most common way that people share the content That's is that they text it to each other, which got me thinking like, damn, do we need to have one of those text I, services? I, I knew exactly where you're going. With you know, yes, I feel like should. we need to look you into know, we, that. We should have a number scrawled across the bottom here that please text us. To get and, updates and notifications, etc. You know, and, and, you, and I could give you an extra one on my phones you could use for it or something like that. Yeah. I Seriously. Feel like, I feel like we should because it's the most common way that people share our content. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening and... The only way we grow, because some of the times the topics we hit aren't ne necessarily algorithm friendly. Mm. These aren't, and we don't go after the most hottest, most craziest topics. We don't, we don't topic chase. Because of that, it's hard to grow. Yeah, we don't, we don't follow the trends. So if you appreciate us, if you spent more than an hour with us this year and you appreciate what we're doing, and you're like, damn, I wish these guys had success in 2024... The best thing you can do for us is to share. Yes. So let us know in the comments below uh, if you're on a platform that allows for comments. Let us know if you you think we should have a text system. We'd love to get your feedback on that. If you're in Discord, obviously, let us know. Um, I think that the services for those are relatively cheap. Mm. So it shouldn't be at a huge expense, but we did definitely need to do some research. But I think it's having a mobile phone and a text ability to connect with people, I think it's pretty powerful. So on all the platforms combined... I would say we're doing on a given, on a given episode that we do between five to ten thousand listens. So five to ten thousand people are listening to us weekly, which is that's so many people. It is a lot. I it think people are like, oh, it's like only ten thousand people. Like that's not huge. I'm, I'm like, like, are you kidding? Are you kidding me, dude? There's. Do you know how many people that is? <laughs> not. It is a large number. There are a thousand people starting podcast today, mm -hmm. and out of those thousand people. Their first year, they might get 400 views, hmm. listens, the entire year, right? And so 10,000, 5,000, 10,000 per, per week, per episode, like good numbers. Yeah, good numbers. that's crazy. But, but I think it's also a little deceiving because 
your clips mm. are in the hundreds of millions yes. of views and that's impressions. crazy. And if I would, I would go even farther and say that Matt Kim podcast has clearly gone over a billion views, <sighs> like in grand total, easily, maybe close. Dude, do we have a couple maybe of your clips close. are in the 200, 400 million? Yeah. So if you just have three of those, you're already a million. <laughs> I mean, three of those is a lot. <laughs> we, we have a couple of... I've seen things on TikTok where it's like 120 million views and <laughs> it's shit. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> but, but like, how, like, where are these people? Please, like, figure out how to bring them into our system and not just viewing these clips, you know? I think it's it just takes time. I think more importantly... And I, I watched something today, last night. A f- good friend of mine sent it to me. And it was... I forget the guy's name. He was talking about the golden ring. You ever hear hear about this concept, the golden ring? No, my brain is thinking about someone like peeing on someone else. No, it was the um. Will's cracking up back here. Oh no, that's called a golden shower. It was a talk given by Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek. Sinek. Yes, he wrote a great book called Start with Why. That's the talk I'm talking about. Yep. So he talks about start with why, and in it, he talks about the golden ring, where most companies and most people start selling with what. Yes. And then they go to how, and they go to why. Yeah, you got it. And the best companies, the best leaders start with why, mm-hmm. and they move to how, mm-hmm. and they go to what. You got it. Absolutely. So, I'm a big fan of that book. That's what I've been thinking about all day, actually. Actually, that's all I've been thinking about for the last 12 hours. How do we relay our message to start with the why? And yes. I think that is what... That is the episode well, that will be the very first episode of 2024. I love it. Yes. I love it. I actually, you know this, I train software development mm. and product classes. And in every one of my software development and product development classes, I always talk about Simon mm. Sinek and his book, Start With Why. And the focus is less around what you're, you're going to be talking about, mm. which is product focused, uh, you know, culture focused, uh, you know, you know, our, our, the business focus. Part of the thing that I talk about with my students is starting with why is the most important aspect of the motivation to do anything. Mm. If you don't have a why, and I always go into this idea here, if you don't have a why, you're never going to do your best work. Mm. For example, when I'm working with clients and I work with engineers and developers, sometimes I'll ask them, hey, why are you doing building this function? Or why are you building this feature? Or why are you building this particular product? Sometimes they'll look up at me and they'll say, I don't even know why I'm building it. My product manager just told me to build it. Is there no question as to why those engineers aren't doing their best work? They don't even know why the hell they're doing it. Mm. And so, like, you will never listen, everybody out there. You will never do your best work when you don't know why you're doing it. Mm. So understanding the why is the beginning of purpose and motivation and incentives towards doing your best and building a great product. So I love this idea, you're you're kind of moving into my wheelhouse a little bit here, Matt. So that's why I'm getting excited. But yeah, first episode of 2024. This is exactly what the topic let's is. Let's talk about why. Why, what, and then why, how, and then brother, say less. What. I'm excited for that episode. So and if you guys are curious what we're talking about, I have a 15-minute TED talk that I listened to. I actually listened to it twice last night. Oh, Simon Snacks, yeah. Yes. So I'll drop it into the Discord. I'll put it into the announcement channel. You guys can definitely check it out. Actually, I recommend you check it out. I recommend This was it so eye-opening for me, so much so that I literally watched it twice yesterday. That's good. I love it. So anyway, that that's kind of where we want to go, and we'll get into that. Um, our most shared episode of this year. Oh, man. 
most shared episode of this year. Uh-huh. I mean, the first thing that comes up is the Andrew Tate stuff because mm. I saw hundreds of millions of views on TikTok. Mm. Is that right? No. What was it then? Is this World War Three emergency episode? Episode number 60. Really? Yes. Wow. Can you believe is that, that? Is is that is what is on the collective conscience of society? I mean, we have these movies. We have the Obama movie coming out, mm. and we have the Civil War movie. You know what? We should we should do a we should do a live stream of that Civil War movie hmm. or the Obama movie. You know, watch together, commenting it. You know, yeah. what I'm talking about commenting over it. I think that would be cool because I think there's a lot of people that are searching for what are the, you know, two things. What is the imagery we see from the Obama movie, hmm. and what is the symbolism? You've hmm. probably heard this before. Is like you've heard conspiracy theorists say symbolism will be their downfall. Hmm. Right? It's just too daggone bloody obvious. And so I think a lot of people are searching for, hey, what's the symbolism? What's the imagery of the movie? If we do the color commentary, we could actually be like number one, like color commentary <laughs> of that movie, talking about the symbolism and all that stuff. So yeah, absolutely. But that the, it was it was the episode that we did on the fly. Yeah, bad sound, right? No, no, no. That's was, not the bad sound. This one. is the one that we did right after um, October seventh, when Hamas attacked Israel. Yes. What you, what what you really mean is Israel had ten hours of stand down to allow them to fly in with you know these these rinky dinky. Says Israel had their their version of September eleventh. Yeah. Literally what it's, they say. That, it's true. Like, and I and I say it's true. You guys can fact check me, but there has been documentation that I have read that clearly shows a let's just say that the military was told to stand down mm. and allow this to happen so that they could react and respond the way they did. So it seems like it was all programmed, it was known. I mean, come, Dude, come, come what on, are you Israel suggesting? Who- are you suggesting that they should have shot paragliders out of the sky? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, if you see a paraglider, Will, Matt, if you see a paraglider coming in, he's holding an AK or he's holding a machine gun, are you going to be like, bro, that's so cool, man? No, you're going to shoot him down. No, it's beautiful. Look at him. <laughs> Soaring through the sky. There, you, you cannot tell me that one of the foremost, most progressive, technologically advanced with the Iron Dome did not know that this was going to happen. Mm. With all their sophistication and the military apparatus and all their surveillance and all their insiders and all all the stuff that they're that they're following, all the channels that they're you you you're going to tell me that the most sophisticated military military you know small country in the world that's got all this American money behind it did not know that paragliders are going to be fucking flying in, bro. I want to tell you something. That's a basic ass shit. You sound like an anti semite. I. You cannot call me an anti-Semite because anti a, a Semite, for definition for everybody out there, is someone who is is uh, Jewish or is Arab. Hmm. You knew that, right? No. Look it up, Will. When a Semite is someone who lives in that region who is either an Arab or a Jew. So when someone says you're anti-Semitic, the answer is, so I'm against the Arabs and the Jews? Hmm. So you can't hold that shit on me. True. I, I am not an anti-Semite. It's impossible to say that because I don't hate the Jews and the Arabs. <laughs> I I watched this clip and uh, they said to Elon, "You know what? All the stuff you're saying about Israel, you you can come off like an anti-Semite." And he goes, 
Actually, if anything, I'm a pro-Semite. <laughs> actually, that's the right thing. I am actually pro-Semite, which means I am pro-liberty, uh, life, justice, freedom of the Jews and the Palestinians and the Arabs who all live in that same area. Let everybody get educated. Look it up. Semite means Arab and Jews together. They, say, they, they speak that la the language. Don't get it twisted. So the, the mainstream media narrative is anti-Semite only applies to Jewish people. That is wrong, sir. That is wrong. If you're, if you're pro-Semite, you're pro-Arab as well. Moving on. Interesting statistic right here. Ooh, I like statistics. This statistics year, lie. with our video episodes, we were in the top 5% of all episodes. Like top 5% like viewed? You are in the top 5% of most viewed. Well, well it's that difficult. That's number one. Amazing. Meaning there are basically 1% of the podcasters get 99% mm. of yeah, yeah. all the views and listens on, on podcasts. Yeah. And the rest of us, because I can't believe we're in the 5%. That's crazy because yep. we're only doing a few thousand, yep. right? Meaning a few are doing the millions. Mm -hmm. Few are doing like ten thousand. Fewer like us are in that five ten thousand range, and everybody's zero. And then everyone's at like a hundred. Yep, you got it. Of all these podcasts out there, that, I can't believe we cracked for top five percent. That's actually really encouraging. <laughs> Raise the roof. That's actually really encouraging. I didn't know that we were in the top top, top five. Is legit. Like like no no shit. That's legit. And it's like life. Right? You feel like we made it, but still fucking poor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Top 5% don't have shit. That's right. The top 0.1% is eating all the food. It's 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 even worse than the Pareto distribution, right? The Pareto principle is the 80-20 rule where yeah, you get... None. Yeah, It's not that at all. It's, it is it's, so skewed. It's so more skewed than that. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody else is just getting breadcrumbs. But that's really interesting. That's actually encouraging, though, that we're in the top five. That's that's actually a pretty big deal, and that all of that has to do with you know the Matt Kim podcast community and everybody sharing. So keep doing that, guys. Um, we're we're trying to do a good work here, and it's just great and encouraging to hear yeah. these types of stats that we're it's actually having an impact. Yeah, I mean, I think we had a fantastic year, phenomenal year. We when we first started the podcast, <laughs> it was hey Peter, I'm going to start a. I have like this studio I'm building. Why don't you come in and check it out? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I'll come by. I'll, yeah. I, I want to see what you're working on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you came in and we sat down, we talked and we're like, hey, you're here. We might as well just record it. Yeah, that's true. That's that, that that truly happened. Yep. And then we put it out there and we people just really liked it. Yeah. yeah. And ever since then, we've been going pretty much every week. We've missed, I think, two weeks. Yeah, not bad. Since that day. That's vacation. Once right? I was in Korea, I think once we were moving. Yes, that's true. Uh, we did record once in construction. Mm. So we missed two weeks this year since the first day we started. So we don't have 52 episodes because we started, I think, in middle of January, end of Fe February. Maybe middle of February. Fe February is when we started, yeah. yeah. I'll, never, I'll never forget February. That's yeah. when we started. So we've been about 10 months into this phenomenal five, top 5% 5 of video podcasts. And that's video podcasts. Right? So what is... Do you have what was your favorite episode? If you can harken back across this year, it doesn't have to mean including mm. me. But what was your favorite episode that you uh, that you hosted or you interviewed? I'm I'm sure the audience would be curious about what your favorite conversation that you had this year. Huh. Pretty sure it was Tucker. 
<laughs> I mean, that was certainly an emotional moment. Like, I still remember. Yeah, I mean, interviewing Top Tucker is obviously like the best way to end the year. Bro, it, it truly is. It and truly it is. It was amazing to do the whole experience, just even trying to figure out how it works with the production team and seeing how that machine kind of works, seeing the back end of that. I feel like I learned so much. You did get to see behind the curtain a little bit, which yes. is really cool. Which is, I think, the best part of it. Mm. Also get to peek inside of his mind, not only on camera, but a little bit off camera. Mm. So I thought that was really yeah. interesting. But I don't consider that conversation the most enjoyable. Mm. Right? Because it wasn't real conversation. It was question and answer, question and answer. A little bit of back and forth. But really, it was an interview, not a conversation. And he was a little bit starstruck. Can, can I just call you out on one uh, thing? Yeah. That that uh, someone uh, DM'd me about. Uh, um, someone watched one of my people on Twitter yeah. DM me and said, oh, I saw the, the Matt, Matt, uh, Matt Kim and, yeah. and, and Tucker. Was, was he nervous? Or, and, and I was like, I, I think he was excited, but also at the same time a little nervous because yeah, I mean, yeah. this is a big, kind of a big deal. And then he was like, that intro though. And, and, and I was like, well, what do you mean? And he, and he said, he said something, I can look it up, but he said something to the effect of like, he looks so nervous that he kind of like, like, like clammed up and then he was like i appreciate you do you remember that do you remember that do you remember that will like the, the very beginning it was like you're 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 trying to t introduce yourself and, and saying hey hey tucker you know glad you're here oh and, yeah uh, I, I just appreciate you yeah. you remember that <laughs> maybe i i think it's i rewatched it i was like damn he did get he did get tongue-tied <laughs> and he, the only thing that he could say was like i appreciate you i i, I love I, you <laughs> I, lo I, lo I, I don't i lack the words i love you i love you taka i i think because i pre-recorded the intro the in actual intro to the yeah. show and then i played it and then i brought him in i thought it was cute by the way i think i should have <laughs> done the intro live mm. and then i'd be more because i'm just sitting there watching yeah. the intro too for i think it was a two minute clip mm. Mm. so i'm sitting there watching it he's sitting there i'm sitting there we're just kind of here and you just kind of at a standstill for two minutes while the video plays mm. and then i'm getting into it and it's like a weird place to start it, it, i like starting with the ta -ta -ta and having yeah. like an energy going to yeah, it versus right. stand completely still and then go well, so, Which is what that was so, like. So, so it was a good learning exercise. Yeah, I feel like it's easier when we lead into it. Mm. And I feel like you get a little bit of energy when there's the music that leads you into it. Yeah. But when I started with Tucker, I, I recorded that first. And then we just sat there. And it's like, okay, now we're live. Gotta go. Yeah. And I think it's like a weird abrupt start. Yes. You know what I mean? Understood. Understood. I so, think that's what it was. So Tucker wasn't your favorite conversation because there was a little bit of stress there. There's, I mean, the amount I mean, I of I enjoyed work, everything around it. Yeah, fair but, enough. But the amount of work to prep for this was yeah. unlike any other interview that you've done this year for sure. So out of all the conversations, well, let's go back to it. What do you think was your most favorite conversation, your favorite topic or the, your favorite guest? Not that we're you know, we're creating a, a list or anything like that. We're just off the cuff. What, what was the conversation that you appreciated and enjoyed the most this year? Damn, I feel like there are a couple of times when we get up and we're like, that was really good one. That's true. That's yeah, true. There I think go. those are my, I can't think of which ones they are though. Will? I think we have a pretty good hit rate because, and, and I'll just speak for myself. Every time that I'm done with these conversations, I think there was only one conversation where I felt like, that was not a great podcast. <laughs> and I think I remember which one that was. I won't bring it up. But uh, 
other than that, all the other 40 or 50 that we've done, like have been just, I come, I come away from the conversation energized. I, I come away from the conversation like we did a good work. We spoke honestly about our thoughts and feelings about these ideas and we're right or wrong. It doesn't matter. We're putting our voice out there, our, our souls out there for introspection and for peer review and for people to give a shit if they want. Mm. I remember, um, when Peter gave the microphone fellatio, um, no, I just remember like how like how much fun you guys were having that episode, uh -huh. you know, and like Peter just went super loose. Yeah, I I I enjoy it sometimes when we do the late night ones because the late night ones get a little bit of crazier. Yeah, that's true. I think we have that's a little true. more fun. Yeah. I think when we record in the morning, it's a little more serious. So I mm. think there's a a little bit of difference there because yeah. when people listen, they don't know if we record in daytime or nighttime. That's fair. A few of the early ones, I did put a a little icon onto the thumbnail saying late night, mm. you know. And usually if you're listening and you see the late night, it, a little banner on the thumbnail, it means like, don't listen to that one around your kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? And not safe for work. Yeah. Peter's probably like two whiskeys in. Like, this could go anywhere, guys. <laughs> Is it always me that's that's losing losing their, losing their shit? Is it always me? I, enjoy, I think I enjoy those because mm. we let loose a little mm. bit. I think the ones that are most fun are where we hit serious topics, but we also poke fun mm. at a lot of topics. Mm. Uh, I think our humor is both sarcastic but obvious. Mm. So I think that's funny too. Oh, I, I also think you have a lot of fun talking to uh, Do It With Dan. Mm. Yeah, those episodes were pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I, could, I could tell you had fun on those, yeah. Yeah, I, I like Do It With Dan. I, but I think of all of them, I think I enjoy... Because... I enjoyed the January sixth shaman. Hmm. I, I enjoyed that guy. I mean, I, he. I mean, he. He took the conversation in nineteen different directions, yeah. bro. And it was hard to keep keep track, but he kept dropping these interesting golden nuggets. You know, he would be infinitely better if he had some sort of media consulting to help him stay focused on mm, topics. Yeah, 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 for sure. So instead of trying to hit 19 topics, yeah. if you were able to hit three topics yeah. and expand on those and go three deep. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. go deep, I think he'd have a better hit rate online. People would be more incentivized to have mm. him on and it'd be more interesting. I think it's so many topics that people's brains are like, it's too it's, much. It's kind of like Alex Jones. Like Alex Jones knows so much and he's been in this game for 30 plus years. Like he just knows so much that it's hard to keep him on topic because he can he can talk about this one idea and this one idea has two words and those two words will send him all the way out here on left field. So too I Too many it. strings to pull. Oh, too many strings just to pulls pull. Them all. Yeah, absolutely. So, but I I think the ones that we sit down and we talk together, I think they're at least as far as enjoyment and in enjoyment of time spent and creation, I think they're the best ones. So do you think 2024 is going to be a year of maturity? And what I mean by that is, is that we are generally free form. We come together. We Sometimes we talk about the topics before we go mm. on a stream. Sometimes we don't. Mm. Uh, sometimes you actually purposely don't tell me what mm. we're going to be talking about, which I appreciate. But at the same time, there is a natural progression of maturity and growth in anything that you do. And I'm wondering, are we going to be doing more programming, which is not, not a bad term, right? Programming. Are we going to be doing different things? Do you have anything on, on your docket or anything that you're thinking about? Or is it, we're just going to roll in in 2024 and see what happens. So Will, can we get a little sound effect here so I can bring you my idea? So I'm a burr, 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 or something. Oh, Okay, guys, right. listen up if you've been schnoozing. <laughs> this is my idea, and it's still a rough idea. It's still in my head. Um, I've been jotting a few notes, but I'm not. it's not fully developed yet. Mm. 
my head. But this is what I've been thinking about. Because once I had the conversation with Tucker, I realized that, and we've had this conversation for the last couple months, what the biggest lack in what we do and what I do is programming, mm-hmm. right? There's no structure. Mm-hmm. There's no time schedule. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. It's just, it's. I don't know if it's being selfish or it's being arrogant, but I put stuff up whatever the hell I want to put stuff up, mm-hmm. right? Which, in one sense, is freeing. I'm not tied to anything, mm. and I enjoy it all the time because I do it when I want to mm. do it. If we want to have structure and if we care about the people in the community that are listening, watching, and being a part of it, they deserve better than whenever, whenever the hell Matt wants. Mm-hmm. I, I understand the tension that you're feeling, right? So the extreme of I'm going to show up and do whatever I, wa- I want is certainly the Joe Rogan model. Mm. He doesn't have programming. He just like, I'm going to talk to this guy. And we're going to have an hour conversation. Sometimes mm. it's four hours, mm. right? And he just, it's all about whatever he feels like, asking the questions and taking the conversation to its logical conclusion, whatever that looks like. I don't think anyone would look at Joe Rogan and say that he's selfish. It's mm. his model. It's his personality. However, there you can pick at his model and say it lacks structure because yes. there are certain parts of his conversation I'm bored as my, uh, bored as a gourd, but then there are some parts of the conversation where I'm like really engaged because they're really going deep. And so I think the Joe Ro- what we what we're what we have here is kind of essentially a Joe Rogan model. It's mm. you, you're the lead, it's your ideas, it's your topics, and we're going to talk about whatever you want. Call that ego. Fine. Is it a negative ego? I don't think so. I think the model's been proven. Now. I think what you're the tension that you feel, correct me if I'm wrong, the tension you feel is how do I improve mm. what we're doing? Now, what that looks like, we don't know yet. Whether it's going to be through programming, whether it's going to be through some sort of some sort of uh, functions or or you know, themes that we're going to be focusing on or certain segments, I don't know what that looks like, but I understand the tension because you do want to improve. You do want to be better. You do want to serve your audience more, and you do want to provide more value. So I think a lot of what you're going to be talking about with in, in January with Start With Why, I think it's going to really help add some framework and maybe even some flesh to the meat on those bones of that idea. So I don't want to change what we're doing. Mm. I want us to have a conversation every week because top 5%, it's working. People enjoy it. People, I think there are 2,000 people that consider us their top three podcast. Oh, that's nice. That's good. And I think of that, half of them consider us their favorite podcast. Well, shit, there you have it. Which is crazy. Fans. A thousand people listen to us every week, no matter what. I like they're, their top podcast, which is amazing. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Shout out to the guys. Yeah. yeah. Big props. Um, so I, I don't know who they are because they don't give that analytics. Typically, Spotify listeners, they just, or Apple, they just kind of listen and they mm. move on to whatever. Mm. But there are a thousand people out there in the world that every week listen to us no matter what. Mm. I don't want to change anything for them mm-hmm. because they enjoy this back and forth. It right. works for them. They know you. They know me. Mm-hmm. This is a part of their day. This is part of their week. Yeah, it's part we of either routine. energize them. We inform them. We make them laugh. For whatever reason, they enjoy it. Mm. I don't want to change that. Mm. But I want to add something else. So I've been playing with streaming. I've been playing with going on different shows. I've been playing with going live on Instagram, going live on TikTok, going live on YouTube, going live on Twitter. Kind of just dabbled in all of it. Just mm. try to get a feel of what's going on out there. Mm. I really like the fact that some of these shows have structure, right? Um, 
I was talking to Gracechester from from the War Room and Steve Bannon. Mm. They have programming. They have mm. structure. Yes, they do. Um, Tucker, they have programming. They have structure. Although I don't know what their new structure will look like mm. yet. Most people have some sort of format. Mm. So it sounds like you want to keep the free flow conversations that you and I have. Yes. On the regular. Yes. Peace. Agreed. Like yes. no problem. I think the and the, I think we got to make it a point where no matter where we are in the world, that we do it. Yeah. Because that was my fault when I was in Korea. I could have done it. If I went out of my way, I could have done it. And I did it. And that's 100% on me. Can I Can I, Can I? I also dig just a little bit? Yeah. I did tell you that shit, man. I, I told you I wanted to do it. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> my daughter, I, I have a million excuses. My Fair daughter enough. got sick. There's whatever, no negativity whatever. here, man. I was just like, dude, come on, I could have done it, and I did it. And that's on me. It's all right. Yeah. So it sounds like you want to add to the free flow podcast that we have here yes. and maybe do more programming. But I mean, your your three minute, four minute, whatever clips that you're doing on Instagram are getting massive traction. Mm. I mean, people love that stuff. So is it going to be more of that, but it's going to be in like a half hour format? Is that what you're thinking no. about? This is my idea for the show. Ready? Can, can we get another? Ooh. You know, whenever I hear this song, all I think about are the, the Nigerian guys carrying <laughs> the casket. So this is my idea for a show. I want to do, I don't know if it's a weekly show or bi-weekly show. Ooh, playing I like with this. That I right like now. this already. Okay. But a show. A show. A show. show. So it will start with like a five-minute monologue, issues that I care about for the day, huh. intro it in, really similar to the stuff I do on Instagram, but maybe expand it out just a couple of minutes. And usually when I stream, I'll start with a five or ten-minute monologue anyway, mm -hmm. a rant or whatever. Right. So have that because people enjoy that. Have we ever seen Matt rant? I think Will? this is what my rant sounds like. Yeah. Have we? Yeah. It sounds just like this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I I don't think I've ever ever categorized a conversation that I've had with you as a rant. Ooh. I think I rant. The one time I ranted for a long time, I did it on Instagram live. Oh, okay. The night that they indicted Trump in Georgia, mm. I went live and I ranted, uh. and I ranted for like thirty or forty minutes. And people in the comment section, they're like, "Matt, you, you're the one that's supposed to be calm." Oh, you know, oh, they're calling you out. Be like, Keep, they, hold they, your shit together. They were, and because I was gonna make a video that night, and after talking to them and after ranting and getting so much feedback, there were like hundreds of people in that that live mm. that night. Because people are pissed off too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was telling people why, and uh -huh. and I was explaining, I was saying it out loud, and then in the morning I woke up and I thought about what went happened the night before, what I said, mm -hmm. the response and the feedback I got from the community that night, and then I sat down and I wrote out my script for the the Georgia indictment, yeah. and that's the one that got picked up by Trump. That's the one Trump posted. Interesting. It happened because I didn't write and make that video immediately. Mm. It's because I engaged with the community and they gave me the feedback. And they're like, Matt, you can't you're not that extreme guy. Yeah. You know, you're you're the more logical, rational one. Right, 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 like, right. don't forget what you do. Uh, and I was like, you know, that's right. It's, so, so I completely changed my tone the next morning. And then I made that video. And that video is what what almost one of got, the best. One, one of the best. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's actually a nice model to have. Um as your as your daughter gets older, you'll have opportunities with her to to talk about mm. self control, 
not having to react to everything. That's something that I've been working on with my son and my daughter is you don't have to react to everything, right? I'm a big fan of Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, Stoic philosophy, and you don't have to react, right? You can just chill, think about it, respond instead of react. And so I, I, what I kind of like about what you just discussed is the ranting gets it out of you. Hmm. But then in thoughtfulness later, you can kind of qualify and start codifying your ideas into some, some semblance of a good message. Yes. And so I think I, I, I didn't really watch that rant, Will. Um, I think I might have tuned into it, but I think that's that's actually a good thing. It gives you an opportunity to kind of let it all out, but then write it down in a logical format, which was excellent, by the way. So I think there, there can be a balance there for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm ranting. I'm kind of angry, and I could feel it. This is what they want. And that was really the theme of what I what I put out the next day, that th they're trying to divide you, that they want you to be mad. They want you to overreact because I did. And I think that's why when I put it out there, people, probably a lot of people that are watching like, dude, that's exactly how I felt last night too. Mm. I think that's why it resonated with so many people mm. because what I went through, a lot of people went through yeah. that night. Anyway, so that's that, that was my ranting. Anyway, going back to the show. Sorry. So I want to start with a quick monologue. Can we get another... <laughs> so, show idea once or twice a week I don't know yet we're going to do a test run I'm going to say next within within the week we're going to do a test run 5 or 10 minute opening monologue intro topic of the week topic of the day whatever next we're going to go into maybe one two or three no news stories of the week mm -hmm. what's most important going on in the world or in the country mm -hmm. and we'll We'll do some B-roll and we'll show and maybe play a clip and do a quick reaction or commentary on that. Mm. Typically to what a news type of show does. Okay. I want to think think in your mind, variety show, late night show. So okay. I want to bring in a, um, I want to also include into the show like a fun clip. So like a meme someone right. makes. Or, you know, like Sky, he makes these yeah. skits, <laughs> yeah. right? Or feminists, which right. I don't know if you start following on Twitter. She's really funny too. She makes like these skits. Oh, really? Okay. So to play one of these kind of more comedic, political, social commentary type of clips, I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoy them a lot. So I want to highlight one every day. It's like oh, two or three or four minutes, okay. one or two a day. And then go into maybe even bringing someone to do a five or 10 minute interview or a clip or whatever mm -hmm. else and end with someone in our community or someone out there because there are a lot of musicians that are getting not don't want to get into the musical machine mm -hmm. of what's going on. Oh, yeah, great! Huge interview. community of them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are talking about issues that matter through their music. Mm -hmm. So if we highlighted one of them in every show or every other show or once a week, I think that would be a phenomenal show. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great. I, I think I think what's great about your idea is it really balances out the free flow and free form that we have here yes. in this podcast. That it is programming, it is scheduled. There is expectations that this is kind of what happens first. This is what happens next. It gets into the general topics of the week, which allows you to play towards a larger audience because a lot of the major audiences of the world are looking at the major let's be honest, the major topics of the day, mm. right, that are just promoted through legacy media, et cetera. So I think it would be valuable to lend your voice to those mm. because I think a lot of people are curious about what your opinion is. You know, you you you, you said ego earlier and that kind of more like Joe Rogan in that, you know, I only want to talk about what I want to talk about. Fair, peace, like no problem with that. But 
like I said, I think there are a contingency of our community here that really do care and mm. really do want to know, what does Matt think about this mainstream media topic, mm. right? Because it is affecting us. It is all over the news. For, exa for example, I have to ask you this question. We, you saw Tucker seven minutes interview the House of Cards, mm. Spacey. Yes. Please, what were your thoughts about this, like, pseudo-interview slash... Like, I don't even know what to make of it. I'm, I'm curious what your opinion is on that. Because so, he's, he's, he's like, there's really solid evidence that he's a very terrible person. Let's put it that way. Yes. Very so bad person. My initial thought was, why is interviewing him? Isn't it a pedophile? I think everyone had that gut reaction. I mean, there's been many cases where he's been doing these evil things with, you know, young, younger individuals. And then those people die somehow, or, you know, they and, don't show up for well, the... And then I started thinking about it. Why do I think he's a pedophile? Well, because the mainstream media pushes that. Yeah, it's okay. I don't trust them. Mm -hmm. Why else? And people are like, well, isn't it convenient that his, the people that are going to witness die? Yeah, they disappear. And then I think, is it a possibility that those people that were supposed to testify were him weren't truthful to begin with, and because they were going to go tell the truth, the other side killed him. Oh, man, fuck the Matrix, dude. <laughs> nothing's, nothing's real, bro. Right? That's possible, nothing's too. Real. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all, it's it's all just possible. As likely. It's just as likely as one. Okay. All right. And Is why he... did he come out in the House of Cards character? Yeah. I think there's going to I, I don't know because I haven't asked. I feel like this leads to a follow-up interview. You do this interview to get everyone talking about it. You do it in a comedic type of way to get people interested in it. So when they drop the real interview, everyone's like, I have to see this one. He is, people know so that Kevin Spacey has been seen multiple times with Epstein. Mm -hmm. We do know that there is a Epstein list that's supposed to come out first week of January. We, we definitely need to talk about that when it, when it hits for sure. And we do know that Kevin Spacey, if he was involved with them, maybe he has more information than a lot of other people do. Maybe they're waiting to drop that episode to when the list comes out because he has context about that list. Do you think he's a white hat? Could he's be. actually a good guy? Maybe he's a good guy now. Or maybe he was a bad guy, but now he's trying to like, make amends. I don't know. The, but he knows some stuff. Of course he knows some stuff. Of course he knows some stuff. And to have him right before the list drops, I feel like it's not just coincidence. I feel like it's planned. Right, they're not mm. dumb people. They're, Tucker's got a solid team. They're gonna be like, dude, you can't just interview him for no reason. I just, I'll be honest with you, man. My first thought when I saw that interview was Tucker is actually a Zionist controlled opposition. Mm. That's the first thing yeah. I thought. Yeah, I, I like, could see it. Like he's not actually. No, we met Tucker. Oh. Like we, like good guy. Like good spirit. You just don't know in this matrix know. world that we live in. Like, the, the controlled opposition is so sophisticated these days. And, like, it would be, I think, heartbreaking to find out truthfully with evidence that Tucker is controlled opposition. He's controlled by the, you well, know. The, let, but, let, but, but at the same time, you'd be, you could look at it and say, well, shit, it's depressing and I'm sad, but can I be mad? I mean, it's just part of the game. Let, let me run this by you. I just don't know anymore, man. Be, before. Before Tucker interviewed Andrew Tate, and mm. people were like, he's going to interview Andrew Tate, there's a huge segment of the country going, isn't he a rapist? Mm. 
Right? It's true. It's true. Had almost the same exact feeling true. that you had when you found out he inter- that he had Kevin Spacey on. Yeah. When he interviewed Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. There's a huge portion of the country going, fuck, isn't he an insurrectionist? That's right. That's and right. then you listen to him and be like, bro, maybe he's not. Yeah. Right? So if you keep all of that in mind, I'm going to stay with mind. I don't feel like that's the real interview. I feel like there has it's to be one. That's just the preamble. That's the preamble. That's the teaser. That's the holiday surprise that gets you talking it about good, it. It was a good interview, though. It gets you talking about and, it. It puts the idea of mixing um, Hollywood and reality. You know, when they merge together, you know, that's, that's, that's the best what, that's part. Kevin Spacey was like, yes, when yeah. reality and, and show merges together, that's when it gets really interesting. Yeah. Right? It's all a show. <sighs> you know what I mean? Man. At House of Cards, it's pretty damn real. Bro. So they're just taking notes of the inside. And they're like, "How can we just change a name?" So I'm, I was shocked, just like you, just like you, but I feel like there's a purpose here, and I'm gonna be patient. I want to get Will's take. Will, give us, give us a, a 20 second take. What was your thought when you saw Kevin Spacey He's in? Didn't in watch it. What? I definitely didn't watch it. See? <laughs> he has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> We'll throw it in the Discord if you guys haven't seen it. Um, I thought it was, I mean, it was like seven minutes long, flowed perfectly. It was almost like the entire thing was scripted. There was no ums said. There was no pauses. Kevin Spacey went right into the uh, answering. It was immediate. Oh, God. It was almost too polished, man. I just, I, 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 I. It's something that they've never done before. So I can't imagine that. There's not a bigger purpose. Is Tucker playing 5D chess? Is that what so. it is? Daggum, man. Tucker, you're just you're you're way beyond us. If we man. get into middle of January and nothing has happened, then I'd be like, bro, I don't know. And we might have to revisit the conversation. Because yeah. yeah. as much as I love him, we're always honest about people. Yeah. So we may have to revisit the conversation. But I would give him until after the Epstein list drops. Because yeah. I feel like that's gonna be a big moment for a lot of people. Yeah. So let us know in the comments, wherever platform you're using, let us know what your thoughts are on Kevin Spacey and the Tucker interview, if you've seen it. If you haven't seen it, it's a great, it's an entertaining seven minutes for sure. So definitely just watch it for the entertainment value. But I'd love to know what your comments are. Let us know in the comments. So I think, going back to the show, I want to do the show. I want to do it live. I want it to be a live show. Mm. Um, I don't know how many days a week. I don't know how many times a week. I need to start building a team of people around it Mm -hmm. in order to help put it together. Uh, Paul, if you're watching, like you got to get in and help. Right? Paula, hey, trots a lot. Uh, <laughs> so, are we going to be monetizing 2024? Because brother needs to get paid. Come on, man, brother I, needs to get paid. I mean, I, he's top five percent in the world of people watching him, but still poor as dirt, man. Got to help this brother out. I, I, money was never the goal. We've said that. Right? So, Everybody if it's not the goal, then let's just keep on doing what we're doing. Try to make the best. <sighs> Somebody help this guy get a better sweater sweatshirt, man. The, the episode, guy needs to get paid. <laughs> if you want to know all of that, that episode is first episode of January. Oh. The why, how, the what. Sounds good. Uh, let me see here. What else do we not cover today? Well, this is the final episode. So do you have any 2023... Uh, 2024 thoughts moving into the new year, any encouragement, any inspiration, oh, or anything, encouragement. anything that you, I mean, this is going to be the last episode that they watch this year, right? It's true. So, encouragement. We need to, yes, encourage, let's roll out with encouragement, baby. If you have a New Year's resolution Fuck for 2024, <laughs> Fuck that shit if there answer. is something in your life that you've been thinking about that you're like, I want change, I want to make better, mm. these are 
changes I want to implement to my life. I swear I'm going to start January 1st. Fuck you. You're not going to do it. If you really are already thinking those thoughts in your mind, start literally right now, this moment. Exactly. That's don't push off. I'm going to change my life till next week. Yep. Because if it's something that you can push off to next week, it's not that important to you. If it's not that important to you, you're never going to stick with it. You're never going to do it. If it's something that you want to change in your life right now, you got to do it literally this moment. And if it makes your life inconvenient for the next day, two days, three days, four days, five days, or through the holidays, it is what it is. I want to quit drinking, but I got to drink on New Year's Eve. No, fuck you. You're not going to do it. Start now. Uh, so that. that's my message for 2024 because a lot of people are thinking about, oh, what's my new resolution? My new resolution. You fail every year because you don't stop. You wait till New Year's to do it. I, I do it literally this very second right now. Exactly. The last two decades of working out consistently and never missing a week of working out. I have seen the last two decades, every January, February, a flood of mm. new meat into gyms. And by March, they're all fucking gone. Gone. Dude. All gone. Gone. It's so de it's depressing for me because some of the new pe the fresh meat is kind of hot and I'm just like oh man like I hope you just I hope you stick around girl like please like keep doing this shit and then they're gone they 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 they're eviscerated into March man so yes absolutely stop with the bullshit stop with the I'm gonna do it next week start now if it was important to you you would do it now if you That's can wait to do it it's not that important to you you'll never stick with it anyway. Don't even waste your time and don't embarrass yourself mm -hmm. by telling other people in the world, oh, I have a New Year's resolution this year and putting it out there into the world, knowing damn well that you're going to make yourself look like an ass and people are going to lose respect for you mm -hmm. because you didn't, you were the person that didn't follow through. Exactly. I mean, you can't even be a man of your own word. Yeah. That's the literally the very first thing we talked about on this podcast, that's, by the way. That's right. Being a man of your word. That's integrity. right. Literally the very first thing. Man, we thing are closing we the loop this yes. year. Yes. Be a man of your word. Be a man of integrity. Like, at the end of the, at the, end of the day, you got to live with yourself. Yep. Right? And especially, you know, we have kids. Like, kids will see the real Matt. Your, your, your daughter will know the real Matt Kim. She'll know who the real Matt is out of, out of whatever your perception of, of Matt is or whatever perception of me is. You have no idea that our wives and our kids know the real us, and that is really the audience that we're playing to. And if you, we can't be men of integrity in our own families and our own kids, then what makes you think we're going to be men of integrity out in the world and in society? 2023 was a crazy year, not only for us, but in the world. Whew. 2024 will be even crazier. I can't imagine what's going to happen in 2024 because 2023 was just absolutely a clown fiesta. And the reality is we survived it. We yes, made it through. We We're here together. Our army is stronger. The free thinker army. We grow every single day. That's true. Appreciate you guys. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Enjoy your holiday. And if you're going to make a change, do that shit now. Thank you, everybody. See ya. I like I like ending with encouragement. Yes. That should be a that should be something that we do more on our ship. Yes. Because it's just good it's a good word. True. Sure.